ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس ليذيقهم بعض الذي عملوا لعلهم يرجعون أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم زين للناس حب الشهوات من النساء والبنين والقناطير المقنطرة والقناطير المقنطرة من الذهب والفضة والخيل المسومة والأنعام والحرف ذلك متاع الحياة الدنيا والله عنده حسن المآب قل أأنبئكم بخير من ذلكم للذين اتقوا عند ربهم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها خالدين فيها وأزواج مطهرة ورضوان من الله والله بصير بالعباد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ودولة شريكة وأشهد أن محمدا نبدو ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد wala li muhammadin wa sallim alhamdulillah 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 ala nimasul islam i seek refuge in allah from the accursed shaitan i bear witness there is no deity worthy of worship except almighty allah i beseech him to continuously shower his blessings and mercy on our holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is household and all those that follow the right path until yawm al-qiyamah we need to thank him for sparing our lives because since last year so many things have happened many of us were at the last camp and this year some of us are not there and by the grace of god we are all doing it as we are doing it now we pray almighty allah will save all of us and spare our life to make us live a normal life again Inshallah bi kudratillah the topic we are going to discuss now is the future of muslim ummah a great concern as a sort of introduction when we look at the society today we found out that the problem we have or the challenges facing us is not only facing the muslims but it's facing the whole world but we are taking it to be particular because we are set of muslims and we are more concerned about ourselves as muslims than that of the whole world and we believe that whatever happens within the muslim community will actually have a sort of multiplier effect on the whole community or the whole nation so inshallah for our discussion first of all we are going to look at the meaning of muslim ummah we are going to look at the meaning of the word future then what do we mean by great concern we are going to look at what is actually in as much as we are going to talk about it we are going to mention in passing some of those things that we, we are living with now and we are also going to talk about what will happen what is going to be our future if the situation continues 
and eventually we are going to talk about the way out of the present predicament. May Almighty Allah make it easy for us. Starting from the meaning of Uma. Uma is an Arabic word. And it means in language community. But in Islam, it is commonly used to mean the collective community of Muslims or Islamic people. And it's cut across race, color, and tribe. When you talk about Islamic Ummah, you have the Arabs, you have the non-Arabs. And what qualifies you to be a member of Muslim Ummah is that you profess the Shahada. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah wa adahu la sharikala wa ashadu anna muhammadan abdu wa rasulun. That you profess the unity of Almighty Allah and the prophethood of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So once you are able to do this, then automatically you become a member of the Ummah. In the Quran, Almighty Allah mentioned the word Ummah in more than 60 places, representing various topics and various undertakings. We are only going to address two of them. In Quran 2 verse 143, Almighty Allah said, we are, Thus we have appointed you a middle nation that ye may be witness against mankind, and that the messenger may be a witness against you. Almighty Allah said, you are a just, balanced society, a community that will be a witness unto mankind, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi will be a witness for you on Yawm al The essence of it is that Almighty Allah is calling on the Muslim Ummah that we should be housed to call people to the right path. When we call them to the right path, then we shall stand as witnesses for them on Yawm al Just like the Prophet wasalam, has delivered the message for us, and on Yawm al he will be a witness for or against anybody that follow or decide not to follow him. In Quran 3, verse 104, Almighty Allah said, Let there be a group among you who call others to good and enjoy what is right and forbid what is wrong. That there should be an Ummah that will develop among us doing what? Commanding that which is good and forbidding that which is bad. Just like I've said, there are so many other verses in the Quran. In Surah 2 and Almighty Allah was talking about the community that you are a community. And I'm your Lord, the only one. Inna hazi umatukum umatan wahida wana robukum fatakum. That you are a single community, and I'm your Lord, the only one. So you should fear me. So talking so much about what is the meaning of woman, it means it is a boundless concept. So it doesn't limit itself to Mecca, Medina, Nigeria, Africa, Asia, Europe, whatever. Once you profess Islam, you have automatically become a member of the Muslim Ummah. Then we talk about the future. When we talk about the future, the future means a period of time following the moment we are speaking of. The, we are sitting down here now addressing ourselves. This is the present situation. The situation that has gone is the past. 
the one that we are looking up to, that is still coming, that we are not yet in, is what we define as the future. It may be a time, a limit, a moment, or a situation that has not happened, but we are actually looking forward to is happening. We are still thinking about, okay, that thing is not already here, but we are expecting. We are hopeful that eventually it will come to pass. That is what is meant by future. Then when we talk about a great concern, great make it to be bigger. When you talk about concern, concern is something that you have interest in. Something that make you to feel you are committed. Something that you are so much passionate about that you want to know, oh, if this happens, what will actually be the consequence? So when we look at all these words, you find out that the topic is actually highly appropriate for now. Now having talked about the meaning of these keywords, we want to look at our present situation as Muslims. Just like I've said, when we talk about the present situation, we are faced with a lot of challenges. But I'm, going to, I'm just going to mention them in passing because the lecture will take care of that. We are still going to look, uh, listen to a lecture that talks about the present situation of the Muslim Ummah. But for us to go along with what we are going to discuss here, when you talk about the, some of our present situation or challenges, the first one is ignorance. Many Muslims today are ignorant, even to the extent of our prayers. Some cannot even perform ablution as expected. And when you attempt to correct them, they tell you before they gave back to your grandfather, I've been praying. And that does not qualify them to actually do the right thing. And the, when you talk about ignorance, it goes a long way. As I've said, it will be addressed appropriately. Then you have the issue of disunity. Almighty Allah has said, just like the ayah I quoted for us in Surah to Anbiya, Quran 21, that Almighty Allah said, Inna hazi umatukum umatan wahida wa anarabukum fatakum. Almighty Allah said, this community of yours is just one. And I'm your Lord, the only one, so fear me. And in another ayah of the Quran, in Surah to Ali Imran, Almighty Allah told us in Quran 104, that one, we should do what? We should all fatasimu bihablilai jamihan wala tafaroku. Well, we should hold on to the rope that Allah, Almighty Allah has sent down for us and we should not be detached. But you find out today, the other way is what is happening. Those of us covering, we look down on those who are not covering. Those who are not covering, they see us as many angels that should, which they should not move towards. We, we, said, we segregate ourselves. These are the Anzaruddin, these are the Nawaruddin, these are the Nasfar, these are the Almuminat, and so on. But forgetting that the names are just means of identification. The basis of our existence is that we are Muslims, and once anybody proclaims the Shahada, we have become brothers and sisters. And that one is going a long way to affect us today as Muslims. Then you have 
Muslims use vulnerable to extreme ideas. Many of our youth today, out of the influence of so many things, the ICT, the internet, so many of our youth are exposed to these extreme ideas. Something that does not belong to Islam that is getting itself into it. And you see them calling those righteous scholars, calling them infidels and bringing about a lot of controversies to the religion. Rather than concentrating on the fundamentals and making progress towards becoming the friends of Allah, we, the youth today waste their time on frivolities. And that one is taking a lot of their time. You see them arguing over and over again on the internet, on the Facebook, Twitter, and so on, on issues that are not fundamental. Then you have the issue of Western influence. It's another problem that we are battling with today. So we have those Muslims that are foreign indigenous, indigenous foreigners. They are Muslims, but their thinking is that of the West. So when you talk about, to them about fundamentals like the hijab, like marrying more than one wife, like the Islamic issue of inheritance, to so them, they can't understand it because they are brought up in the Western way and they have been fed to the brim with the Western ideas. And this one is causing a lot of challenge to us today as Muslims. Then, today, Muslims have little or no influence in the world, in whatever happens in the world, because we are not there. The Muslims are nowhere to be found. In spite of the fact that Almighty Allah said we are the best community ever raised up for mankind. When you go to places, highly placed environment, Muslims are the gate men. They are the drivers. The MDs, the CEOs, they are the Christians and people that belong to other religions, which is a reverse. And this is happening because we are not where Almighty Allah wants us to be. So these are part of the challenges, then lack of spirituality. Those of us that even proclaim that we are Muslim, that think we are rightly thinking Muslims, how close are we to Allah? How do we see our spirituality? How, how are we performing our salawat, our nawafil, our fasting, and other aspects of our spiritual endeavor? Then you have Islamophobia. Today, Muslims are the most endangered species. Whenever you go about, they call you different names. Boko Haram, the fanatics, this and that. And by that, many of us, you see us becoming shy and not even being able to raise our heads wherever we are. So just like I've said, this is just to mention, but a few. It shall be addressed later. When we look at this, this is a bulk of challenge that we are facing today. And to a conscious Muslim, we should be concerned. Because one thing about it is that when we look at the world, the world is going to a situation when if all of us decide to stay, and remain the way we are, then the situation will continuously degenerate. And Almighty Allah will ask you and me. The first point I want to call our attention to is that we should not despair. Because when you look at it, just like Sayyid Qutub said, he said the Jailia of those days was just like an ordinary Jailia. But the one that we are having today is technologically advanced. And we can all attest to it. 
in the sense that you don't need to go out there to influence the world. The whole world is on your palms. And from the comfort of your room, you can influence so many things. You are aware of so many things and you can as well take part in so many activities without leaving the comfort of your bed. And this one is affecting almost all of us today. And when we look at the whole scenario, my sisters, there is bound for us to feel, oh, what can we do? Is it possible for us? Can we even make any impact? But if that is our situation, I want to tell us we are bound to face some things. The first one is that the level of poverty among Muslims will continue. If you all decide we are going to leave the status quo as it is, they are. More so, when Almighty Allah said in Quran 61, verse 9, that I will be lying After all, Almighty Allah said, I'm the one that has sent the prophet with the truth and the religion of the right path. And he shall triumph over all other religions. Then if Almighty Allah has promised, who are me now to start striving? Almighty Allah knows how to do it. But Almighty Allah has placed you and me on heart in order for us to do what? To make an impact. Almighty Allah will not come down to make such impact. And by the time we look at it, that the level of wrath in the society is enough to piss us off. That maybe we may not have any effect. We must remember that when the Prophet came, during the Jailia period, the situation was almost the same, if not worse than the situation now. But those ones that were there, they were determined that yes, things must change. And that was why those four qualities, we need to revive it. Sayyid Qutub said concerning the unique Quranic generation. That's one. These are the people, once they leave Jailia, they leave it just like that. They don't look back again. And they enter into Islam wholeheartedly. They never have any recourse to say, oh, how do we used to do it during Jailia period? Then they accepted the Quran. Then there wasn't anything like this, but because the Prophet was still living with them. They saw the Quran working in the personalities of the prophets. But the Quran that was with them, whenever they learn it, they turn it into action. They don't use it for enjoyment or for them to make boast among themselves. And that was why Abu Bakr said, that it takes some of us to even memorize 10 verses of the Quran a whole month. Because you will not memorize a verse until you have practicalized what you have memorized. Then these are the people that they are ready to submit themselves wholeheartedly to Allah. They are not ready to compromise. And that was, that was what you see when Almighty Allah revealed the ayah concerning the hijab. When, Abu Bakr, when Aisha radiallahu anha was referring to the women of Medina, he said, may Almighty Allah have mercy on the women of Medina. 
when Almighty Allah revealed the verses concerning hijab, they were putting on all that is available. That they are, they are going, when they were going, you take them for tents moving. That is telling us that these are people that doesn't wait to say, okay, let me get home before I decide to take to this instruction coming from Allah. The same thing when Almighty Allah prohibited alcohol. He said those people that put it on their mouth, they did not gulp it. Those people that had it already in their mouth, they pour it out. Those people that have it in stock, they started pouring it out. Even those people that people are not aware that they are keeping some, they went inside and brought it that the street of Medina was flowing with alcohol. These are the unique generation that believe that changes is bound to come if there is knowledge and there is will. So, if we all continue and we think, oh, I should just, if I'm still a Muslim, fine, I'm okay. But you should not forget that you are not going to be the only one living in the world. And your children are going outside there. You too, you are going outside there. And if any one of us die now, Almighty Allah will ask us those questions. So, and that is why we don't need to just sit down and wait. That is the work of the scholars. Is the work of the Amera or the work of the executives of my organization. All of us are actually responsible. And that personal sense of responsibility of calling people to Islam is on each and every one of us. It becomes Farudu Ain, where there is no collective responsibility in a situation when we have a group of people that are doing it. But when you have some people doing it, it becomes Farudu Kifaya. Those people are doing it, then we can go our own, we can fund them and let them continuously call, in, call others. But now we don't have it. It became Farudu Ain. It's a personal responsibility on you and me to continuously call. But before then, we want to look at, the, just like I've said, if the situation continues, a situation will come where Muslims will not be able to go out at all. Because today when you are in an office, by the time you open your mouth, they tell you fanatics, this and that. Some people don't even talk again. When you are going about, some people will not want to sit with you in the bus. They don't want to stand behind you when you are lining up for anything. When there is anything and you are claiming your right, they start shouting so many things that will make you want to consider your situation. But my sisters, we need to know that the situation must not continue. Because Almighty Allah wants to make this earth a peaceful place for all of us to live in. And the promise of Almighty Allah is always true. Almighty Allah has said he will make Islam to triumph. And just like I've said, Almighty Allah will not come down with his angel to come and cleanse the whole world for us. We, should, we that are there are going to be the one that will do the right thing. And that one is now taking us to what are those things that we are expected to do. Something that we have concern for. Then it means you must look for what are those practical things that I need to do. I hope we are all getting along with me. If you have concern for the future of your child, then you plan for that future. If you have concern for your own future, 
you plan for that future. If you have concern for the future of your establishment, you have to have a plan that, okay, this, 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 and this are what I ought to do. The same thing we want us to have planned for Islam. And one thing that we are sure of is that even if you are unable to achieve it in your own lifetime, by the time you have that clear picture of what you want to do, and you are on it. If you die on it, Almighty Allah will reward you. And the reward will be a continuous one. But if you just relax and think it's the work of some people, you will have your reward too, but it will not be a palatable one. I pray Almighty Allah make it easy for each and every one of us. So we want to roll out the action plan for all of us now, especially as women who are nation builders. When we talk about the future of this woman, it rests honestly on the women. Because the stuff you are made of is actually the stuff which your home will come out of at the end of the day. So we need to learn a lot of things. And we need to imbibe so many things so that we'll be able to impact it and at the end of the day to have a lasting solution to our community and to the Muslim Ummah in general. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu liyastadhinkum alladheena malakat aymanukum walladheena lam yadlughul hulma minkum والذين لم يبلغوا الحلم منكم ثلاث مرات من قبل صلاة الفجر وحين تضعون ثيابكم من الظهيرة ومن بعد صلاة العشاء ثلاث عورات لكم ليس عليكم ولا عليهم جناح بعدهم طوافون عليكم بعضكم على بعض كذلك يبين الله لكم الآيات والله عليم حكيم وإذا بلغ الأطفال منكم الحلم فليستأذنوا كما استأذن الذين من قبلهم كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته والله عليم حكيم. So as a way forward, the first thing is that as Muslims, we must be conscious of Allah, revive the consciousness of Allah in you. There is no gain saying that we are we are Muslims already, but when Almighty Allah was telling us about it. Almighty Allah said, Yeah, you are Ledina Amanu in Surah Ali Muran verse one or two. Yeah, you are Ledina Amanu Takula Hakotukoti. Wala Tamutuna illa wa antu Muslimun. When you look at that ayah of the Quran, for somebody to be called a Ledina Amanu, that person must have been somebody that fear Allah, isn't it? You don't call somebody that doesn't Proclaim Almighty Allah is one to be a Ledina Amanu. But Almighty Allah said, in spite of the fact that Almighty Allah said, A Ledina Amanu, Almighty Allah continued to say, Takulaha Akotukoti. Those of you that are believers, you should fear Allah as I ought to be feared. And when scholars were explaining this fear, they told us that the fear that Almighty Allah was actually calling for is not the fear that we have for fire. 
Because automatically is the same spelling. F-E-A-R. Once you have fear for fire, you don't move near it at all. Once you see it, if you have a small child that wants to go near a fire, you tell him, Jojo. And if mistakenly is able to touch it for the first time, whenever he sees anything that resembles it, he runs away. The same thing, anything that can cause injury to you or to anybody, you fear it. They said, the fear that Almighty Allah is calling for is not the fear of fire or fear of anything that can injure you. But the fear that Almighty Allah is calling for is the fear of love. The fear that you have for somebody that you love, if you love your husband, you will look at what does my husband want. And you always make sure that you do what he wants because you know whenever you do anything that go against it, the love starts to diminish. And if mistakenly you do what he doesn't like, then you try as much as possible to do what? To, am- to amend it. And say sorry profusely. In order for him to get over it. So the love we should have for Allah, the fear we should have for him is the fear of love. And when you have the fear of love for somebody, whether the person is there, whether he's not there, you are ready to do what he likes. So the same thing, just like the Prophet also said, that you should worship Allah as if you are seeing him. Because if you don't see Allah, Almighty Allah sees you. So we should all develop that consciousness in ourselves. Whether you are alone, whether you are with people, you must be able to have that fear of Almighty Allah. Then another one is that we must know that our ultimate goal in this life is for us to walk towards the hereafter and for us to be able to achieve the eternal life which is al Jannah. We must not be distracted under no circumstance. For the prayer of the Muslims is Rabbana Atina Fidunia Asana Wafila Akhirati Asanatan Wakina Azabana. That Almighty Allah give us all the goodness in this world and the hereafter and save us from the fire. So what we are talking about is that we should know that we are here as a slave of Almighty Allah. And we are here to serve Almighty Allah. And as Almighty Allah told us in Surah Mulk, Quran 67, verse 2, He said, He has created, verse 1, He has created death and life as a trial for Him to know who is best in conduct among us. So we should take it, we should not take it for granted. Every minute, every second, you should be on the watch. Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing what Almighty Allah wants me to do? Is it what I'm expected to do? And as human beings, we are bound to hear. If you are making a mistake, make sure you correct it immediately. Because the Prophet said, He who continuously sin is not a sinner and repent is not a sinner. He who continuously sin and repent is not a sinner. As you repent, as you sin, you repent. Because Almighty Allah will clear the sin away from you. But is somebody that neglects sin. Somebody that neglects sin is a sinner. Because a sin that you commit, if you refuse to return back to Allah, it will be a dot in your heart. And if you do another one, it will continuously expand. Until the old heart will become blackened. 
But if you commit a sin and you repent unto Allah, Almighty Allah will tell the angels to remove everything and the heart will become white again. And the consciousness of sinning will even make you to run away from sin. But if somebody is unconscious, you just continuously sin like that. May Almighty Allah save all of us from it. Then we should struggle against intolerance. We should make sure that as Muslims, Almighty Allah has created us to relate with others. Islam is a religion of peace. So whatever we are doing, we must be people that are tolerant. Whatever relationship we have, whatever organization we are, even within our compound, within our, our homes, peace must reign. People must be able to learn and see what we are preaching from us. They should understand that, though, these are Muslims. And that is why they are behaving like that. So we should be here to change the stories of the Muslims. Be here to establish the true picture of the Muslims. And let everybody know that we are here as Muslims to rewrite this history of Islam. And to bring about the consciousness that used to exist before the situation that we are in. As Muslims, we should build our Islamic personality. We must make sure that our mentality and our personality all conform with Islam. And how do we get that? We need to seek for the right knowledge. The main source of our knowledge should be the Quran and the Sunnah. And if you need to read books, read books that are written by scholars that are Alul Quran was Sunnah. There are so many books flowing around. There are so many scholars on the internet. There are so many fatwa on the internet that if you are not careful, before you know it, you are drawn to the other side. So as Muslims, we must be conscious of the source of our knowledge. We must know, are we getting the right knowledge? And you must have confidence in whatever you have learned. You should not entertain any doubt in, what, in any truth about religion that you have established. So, when you have this mentality, you should be able to see any information that comes to you with the sieve of Islam. You should be able to look at all things that happen to you through the picture of Islam. And you accept those things that conform with the Quran and the Sunnah and you reject anything that does not conform with it. The same thing the lectures you listen to. You must know who are these scholars delivering lectures. It's not how articulate a scholar is that matters. But you know what is the source of information. And what is actually the scholar, uh, the, the background of the scholar. So that at the end of the day, and once you have built yourself as a personality, you should be ready to build Islamic family. By getting married to the right husband and bringing up children in the right sense. During teaching your children the values of Islam. Let them know what Islam wants them to know at the right time. 
And that is why I've emphasized, firstly, the issue of Islamic personality. Because what you don't have, you will not be able to give. So as a mother, if you don't have the right knowledge of Islam, if you give back to children, they will become non-entities. Or you send them out to go and learn from somebody or somewhere that you don't know their source. But as mothers who are learned and have the right notion about Islam, you will be just like our motto says, a mother is a school. So you are the first school for your child and you will be able to teach him or her the right thing. And by the time we have collection of families, then automatically we have community of Muslims. And we'll be able to relate with ourselves and do the right thing. Then the families should take charge of rearing of children Islamically. Because Almighty Allah told us in Quran 66 verse 6 that Al-Zubillah Almighty Allah said, you should, those of you who are believers, you should take charge of yourself and your family and guide them against fire that will be fueled by men and stone. And those who are going to be on guard shall be angels who are empty. Angels that will never disobey Almighty Allah and they do exactly what Almighty Allah commanded them to do. So my sisters, for us to actually change the future of Islam and make it a palatable one, that when we die on the cross, Almighty Allah will welcome us as a responsible servant, we need to establish a family on the fear of Allah that we share the values of Islam with them. Let them pray when they are expected to pray. Separate their beds when the beds are expected to be separated. Teach them, the, the girls and the boys, the type of responsible dresses they are expected to wear around. Not only by mere words, but by action. And we should be there as mothers to vet whatever they are doing at any point in time. Be the best friend of your children and give them listening here at any point in time. Because when you look at it today, we find out that many of us, because we are busy doing one thing or the other, we may not have enough time for our children. And this one is selling our children out. Because the internet is there to accept them. We have so many surrogate fathers and mothers who are ready to take up the training of these children on the other side, on a platter of gold. So as, as mothers, we need to have time for our children. We need to pray for them. We need to guide them. And we need to continuously encourage them. So Almighty Allah will make them to actually be what we want them to be. Then we should join hands with Muslims across the world to coordinate and solidify our efforts. When we talk about Islamic Renaissance, it's not something that I can do as an individual. It's not what you can do as a family. It's not what one, two, three families can do together. 
is what we as Muslim women globally will stand to achieve. And that means when we have established ourselves, we need to link up with Muslims all over the world. It may be through the internet, through connections here and there. Just like we are having some pictures of the future of Islam in our mind, some people are over there. We may not meet, but they are sharing the same aspirations with us. And by the time we continuously interact, either virtually or physically, we come to meet ourselves and we continuously work together. So we must know that this thing is a joint work. It's a joint thing that we must continuously work together to achieve. Almighty Allah told us in Surah to Sub Quran 61, verse 4, that I will be lying in a shaitan regime. That Almighty Allah loved those who fight in his cause like a well-cemented blocks. So, whenever we see somebody that shares our aims and aspirations, somebody that has the thinking of the Quran and the Sunnah, no matter where the person is coming from, no matter the tribe, the race, the language, we know we are brothers and sisters. And the work continues at any level. This one is part of those that we actually... Uh, make our future to be a very good and memorable and comfortable one. Another one is that change in Islamic world itself, whatever, sorry, whatever trade that we involve ourselves in, we must not forget our duty as Muslims. That's another thing. Whatever you are doing, I'm a teacher, I'm a trader, I'm a doctor, I'm an engineer, whatever you are doing, let Islam be represented. Don't disguise. Don't let people start asking, are you a Muslim? The first time they see you, let them see the identity of Islam in you. Deal with them Islamically. If you are selling, if you have one good that is not so good, tell them, this one is not good enough. This one is intermediate. This one is the highest grade. Don't mix everything together. Let people know there are differences. When you go to a larger shop, you are sure of buying the original. If you want to buy fake, she will tell you this is fake. You can be sure of the quality of what you buy from her. You can be sure of the quantity of what you buy from her. But you should not be an larger that will join others. That when they come, they will say, ah, hmm. even that Alaja, he, he can dupe you. He, he, can, he can do it better than others. So as Muslims, we must show him. The same thing when you are a teacher, you do what you are expected to do. When you are working in an office, don't turn yourself into 9-11. You go to the office 9 o'clock and you leave by 11 o'clock. And you tell them, ah, we are on mission, I'm a Dawa woman, I'm going to do Dawa, who sent you? What you are being paid for, you must be ready to work for it. And you should be ready to even do extra. But make sure you don't compromise your religion. You do it to the level that they will see it, but 
they should not come up and tell you, oh, this your hijab is too much. Now, why can't you just remove it on duty? When you are going home, you put it on. That is compromise. So you let them know the limit to which you can go. Then, black for the future today, by taking up position in a wide area of field. Muslims, we should get out of our shells. Enough of sitting down at home and thinking manna will come from heaven. We need to reach out. In our various professional organizations, let us be active. They said you are not there, you are asking how are they sharing it. Many of us are very good, we are brilliant, we can dish out so many things. But when things are happening, we are not there because we put ourselves into the shell. Those people that are not even as good as us, they are out there. They said empty barriers make the most noise. Those of us that have content, we stay at home all because we are covering. Even in the office, when they are saying anything, just say, Elijah, do you have anything? Nothing. And she asked just for her to make a statement and it will take them out of that problem. But it will not talk. So we need to come out of our shells. Let them realize Muslims have arrived. We are going to do it diligently. We are going to do it religiously. We are going to do it committedly. At the end of the day, they will have no choice than for them to recognize Muslims have come to take over. Is our fundamental, is our defined position for us to be leaders. And if you are not there, it means you are not doing what you are expected to do. As Muslims, we need to run out of our shells. We need to belong to wherever we are expected to be and do what we are expected to do in order for us to arrive at that stage of being a leader. So that whenever they are asking for anything, our opinion matters. They will still ask us, Oh, Elijah, can we hear your opinion? What do you think we can, can take us out of this? And it starts from wherever you are working. Wherever you are, don't think this one does not concern me when it concerns everybody. Let them know what you have. And you find out that your own opinion may be the best out of the whole lot. Then whatever the task or endeavor we undertake, we must perform it to the best of our, to the best of our ability. So any assignment that you are given, you must be ready to do it without looking back. Make sure you dish out the best in you. And make sure you achieve the best at the end of the day. And continuously, the last one is that we should continuously call onto the way of Allah. The work of Dawah is the work of everybody. And that one we can do more by being morally upright. We should do the right thing and we should be spiritually okay. Let us do what we are expected to do and be friends of Allah. Let us all have secrets with Allah. Perform your salawat as expected and all other obligations. And at the end of the day, just like I've said, even if this Islamic ilafa is not there before we die, we shall have the reward with Allah. So, and the Khilafah should be a continuous thing that we proclaim. So may Almighty Allah continuously guide us and make the path easy for us. The situation we are in, may Almighty Allah make us to be out of it and make us to be a party that we liberate the Muslims wherever they are. Akuli kuli kuli Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah <laughs>
الحمد لله